Your band sounds great, but how does it look? No one knows if you're in the dark. Light up your gigs with Chauvet DJ. Chauvet DJ is the brand of affordable and easy-to-use entertainment lighting that can help your band rise above the competition with great-looking and dynamic visual stage looks. From pack-and-go lighting systems that set up and tear down in seconds to Bluetooth-enabled lighting, with the touch of a button or step on a foot pedal, Chauvet DJ has your gig lighting covered. You rock the gig, Chauvet DJ will make sure the crowd sees you do it. Rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. That's C-H-A-U-V-E-T-D-J.com. And that is where Muppet Babies come from. What's up, guys in closets listening to podcasts to avoid your in-laws? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. And here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Wright. Uh, did you have uh, family come in this go-round? No, I got to tell you, it was um, it was glorious. We had um, three days, I think, where we didn't leave the house. Ooh. And, um, uh, and a couple, so several of them didn't put pants on, and it was, yeah, it was... <laughs> It was really great. It was really great. You had me up until that last part. Well, um, the pants, the pantslessness is an important um, feature of my holiday this year. If you say so, uh, we had um, so we had our we had family come in on the day after Christmas. So we did like a whole Boxing Day situation. Nice. Uh, but Christmas was great. We um, we did some family stuff and then uh, came back over to our house and hung out with our next door neighbors because their kids were outside playing with their toys. And so right on. we and then. Um, while we were hanging out with them, we got a text from another set of our friends. They're like, what are you doing? We're like, nothing. They're like, you want to do nothing together? We were like, yes. Yeah. So that's what we did. Love it. So I spent just as much time with my friends as I did my family. And um, it, was, it was nice. That's it was pretty great. good. That's pretty good. Do you uh, score any good gear? Santa take care of you this year? So um, I got a couple of interesting things, not necessarily directly band related. Uh, I got a DJI Osmo Mobile 3, which I'm actually using right now to record myself. Hmm. Uh, on video, it's got this cool auto track feature. So like if I move my noggin, it like moves with me. Cool. So I'm perfectly centered at all times. Um, and the other there, thing I got, if nowhere else, yes. The other thing I got, um, and I, I, I'm sort of embarrassed that I got it, but like now that I have it, I'm glad I got them. I got it. So, uh, I got one of those, uh, amp key ring holder thingies. Oh Yeah. So it's a it's a JCM eight hundred with four uh, quarter inch inputs, and you put the quarter inches on your key ring, and then that's what you use to sort and organize your keys. It's pretty cool. And I see the cheesy like Facebook ad where the guy like walks in with the sunglasses on, and it looks super lame. But um, having it and using it has been uh, I, I'm not gonna say a game changer because like it's not, but it is super useful, and I am enjoying it. Very good, but other than that, no major, no no gear other than the video gear, and I'm I'm stoked on the on the the gimbal because you know I've been trying to shoot some video stuff, and this may make it easier. I, <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure that's the case, but uh, it's got some neat neat tricks. So very cool. So yeah, that's kind of where uh, where we are. You know, we we aren't playing New Year's Eve. No, you guys aren't doing that either, are you? We do not have a New Year's Eve gig now. So we had, I, we I had one potentially come up. Um, I had a friend that said they were looking for somebody, and I said we were available, and I told them our price, and they said let me think about it, and then they never got back to me. So well, there you go, they thought about it. <clears throat> well, yeah, and and you know, to be perfectly fair, I don't want to play New Year's Eve unless I'm making you well, know, sure. good money because oh, it's yeah. it's just it's a lot. It's the hardest night of the year to play. I mean, hundred percent. It's also the easiest night of the year to play, but it's just what are you willing to put up with? Right. So in this particular case, they were looking for live band karaoke at a brewery on New Year's Eve, and I was uh. like, "What?" I was like, "What is your um, risk management look like?" And yeah. he's like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." <clears throat> so um, things that prove to be challenging: uh, one, live band karaoke, in, you know, brings the audience on stage with us, which can be complicated um it's at a brewery which implies that people will all be drinking and it's new year's eve and you want to do all three of those things yeah and so when i went back to them they you know 
And I explained that they, they were like, well, let me talk to so-and-so and we'll figure it out. But I think they kind of realized that in that moment, it was probably a bit much to, uh, to handle. Um, it's, it's a, it's a new brewery in the area. Uh, this is their first year out and I know they wanted to do something big, but I think what we were offering was maybe too big for them yeah. right now. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe they found someone to do it and, um, maybe it'll go great or maybe they will learn not to do that next year. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I wish, I wish them all the best and I'm, you know, I'm not upset sure. that I'm, I, I will be sitting at home. We've got plans with our next door neighbors with our kids for new year's Eve. And that will be plenty of entertainment, um, for me. Thank you. Yeah. I think we have a, something at the park that does a kid's countdown at six. Mm-hmm. So we'll be there for that. And then, I probably won't make it till midnight. So there's a spot, there's a, a, a fancy schmancy hotel by us that does a kids event called noon year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they do like a big, they have like a DJ and then they do a balloon drop at like lunchtime. Yep. And, um, Genius. so if, if you're, if, if you are in a town that has a fairly large family population and there is not a noon year's Eve event, you should probably do one. Totally. Yeah. That's, that's your free, to start. That's a, that's yours that's a to free start. idea. Yep. Enjoy it. Anywho, the so we um, I know you've been playing a bit. We you, I have. Uh, you guys played your last gig of the year last night. Last night, fantastic. Yeah, and it was um, <clears throat> it was fun. We were um, we were a little loose. It'd been a couple of months since we've been together. A couple of months. Well, yeah, since the end of November. Wow. Um, yeah, because the December show was there was a conflict and we canceled it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So um. Um, so it was the longest we have gone not playing pretty much since we were founded. Um, so it was kind of nice to have a break, but then we, we did get together, um, midweek and just tune some stuff up and then we were still kind of loose, but so it goes. The other thing that I used this, um, this date for was, um, you know, I'm working with this, uh, young woman, Taylor, uh, in the acoustic duo called Iron Way. And she's, uh, really, she's, she's really great. She's really great. And the thing that I'm particular, and she and I are both focusing on is her front person skills, her, you know, chops at room management and speaking on mic and all that stuff. And she's been pretty, um, I mean, she's just young and not shy is not quite the word. She just is, it's just, she hasn't made that leap yet. Sure. So we brought her on stage with the clanky Lincolns and she sang zombie and black velvet. And then we brought her up again at the end of the night to do Santeria. And each time, each time she like each moment, it, it was like a smooth linear progression of betterness in terms of like owning the room and pressing out into the room energy and engaging with the crowd. And like, by the end of the night, I was like really clear. She had had the breakthrough I wanted her to have that night. So awesome. Just fantastic. Just really great. And then I met with her this afternoon, um, to rehearse some stuff and, and, um, said, you know, I, I, I brought you into that deliberately to cause a particular shift for you. And I saw that it happened, but I want to hear what you have to say about that. And she said, yeah, I, found, I, I, I saw what it is to, engage out there with a crowd and let them engage back and how that dynamic works. I was like, yep, bingo bullseye. That's exactly, that's exactly what I wanted you to see. Nice. Um, I will say also the duo, uh, we, you know, we're just tightening up. It's, we had our fifth gig ever, uh, as a duo on Sunday, we could go, we can go today. And, um, man, it was great. It was the first time I've seen in, in that venue for any performer, like all the chairs turned toward the stage and people like engaging with it, like a concert. Um, I broke a new personal tip jar record on Sunday. Nice. Yeah. $103. Nice. Um, and, um, and at one point I didn't know what was happening, but there was like money being handed around the room to one person who was like funneling it all into the tip jar. Like there was like a, something happening in the crowd. And it turned out later this woman had, bent down to put a dollar or some money. I don't know how much into the, into the hat and like turned around to the person behind her and said, wow, I just gave you a whole bunch of my butt there. And he's like, no, no, here's more. Let's do it again. And he like handed her money and like some people behind him handed her money. And so like, there's like this whole thing going on about money and her butt. And, um, <laughs> but I didn't understand any of that from the stage. I heard that all later, but you know, I saw whatever that was happening. And I said on mic, like, I don't know what's going on right now, but I like where all the money's headed. So let's just keep that up. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) 
Uh, as long as the money exchanging hands was consensual and you yeah, know everybody was everybody having, was a good having, time. A, having fun with it it was clearly a good time was happening yeah yeah uh, party on yeah I so suppose. some very cool stuff um happening there and then um you know the other thing that i'm working on is a uh post out to my facebook crowd here locally um just to look for some backup or perhaps a trade-off week week to week trade-off partner for the uh, karaoke um okay which i am loving but doing it weekly is just a lot so sure. Um, so I'm looking for that person. And I think the real challenge is going to be the book of covers that they can bring in. Cause, um, my list right now is 357 songs, which, um, and I, I, I almost know all of them. Um, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Enough that I can get through them. That's the thing enough that, you know, somebody can come up and I can say, wow, all right, we're going to have to find our way through this one. And they're like, yeah, great. And, um, and we do. Um, but, you know, and, and you also have to be very genre blind. You cannot be a snob. You're going to be doing Brown Eyed Girl. You're going to be doing Sweet Caroline. You're going to be doing Sweet Home Alabama. You just are. And so you can't be fussy about that. Um, so those are, those are you know, I think that's, um, I'm sure that person is out there and I just, uh, um, it'll take them something to get on board, I'm sure. So I'm just about to start kind of advertising for that. If any listeners in my local area here in the triad of North Carolina, think you're that person. Reach out to me, please. There you go. Yeah. Using leveraging our vast influence and network of musicians. I mean, we are, we are, you know, big enough podcasters that we get to stand in front of fancy cars. There's that. Yeah. I, that was just me having a little bit of fun. Um, so yeah, my, my father-in-law was in town and, um, so I took him and my dad over to a place that, um, it's basically just a big consignment shop of crazy classic cars. And, uh, I figured it would be a funny thing to do to stand in front of a, uh, uh, a Ferrari Testarossa and imply that I, you know, somehow can afford it using the money that I'm making either from this podcast or from playing in bands. <laughs> Anywho, Anywho. I, I mean, it was, it was funny you now. It was, it was funny, funny. and 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 it's oddly enough, it was the probably the most engaged post on our Instagram feed. So, um, it could be half-hearted, sarcastic, motivational posts um, are a part of our routine. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> or people just like that car. Yeah, I mean, it is a Testarossa. It is the a thing Testarossa. I didn't show is that there was a there was a Pantera, which Ooh. I don't know if you know those cars. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, more Italian and more rare for some in some way uh, that was directly across from it that cost twice as much as sure. a Ferrari Testarossa yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. And at that being twice the price, that wasn't even the most expensive car that I saw that day. That would be they they actually have an Eleanor there, which is the 1967 Shelby uh, Ford GT500, the the one from Gone in 60 Seconds. Hmm. Three hundred thousand dollars. Nice. If you're into that sort of thing. Hey, I have a new regular at my karaoke and, and other kinds of shows who is a, um, he sells Bentleys. Okay. So maybe I can get him to cut me a deal on a, on a Bentley. Well, maybe you can go over to the dealership and take a picture in front of one and say, Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. That way you can get in on some of the, this spicy Instagram action. I could probably even get him to let me sit in one. Yeah. Can you, can you get a white suit? I bet I can. I think that's kind of important. Like, I need you to look like you just got out of a P. Diddy video. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, I need some, I need some dancers. Yeah. Shouldn't be hard. Yeah, Again, we'll, we'll vast network. We'll figure it out. Vast network. If any dancers yeah. locally, uh, in the sound of my voice. Well, yeah. Within the triad area. Well, meet me at triad Bentley. <laughs> Good grief. There you go. Well, uh, glad to hear that you're, uh, the gigs went well and that you've kind of wrapped up your year. Um, yeah. So we've got some stuff coming up at the beginning of, um, beginning of January, you have uh, shows in the 10th and the 11th that we're prepping for. Um, and then the high class party band thing played their first show this past. Well, it wasn't this past Friday, but the Friday before that on the 20th, it's been a while since we've, since we've talked actually, it has. um, you know, trying to get schedules aligned, even when you're out of work, when, you know, there's family involved, oh, especially it be challenging. Yeah. So, yeah. so that gig happened and, um, that's kind of the meat of what I want to talk about this evening or this afternoon or wherever you're listening to this at the gym or on your way to work, or like I said, hiding in a closet, you know, to avoid your in-laws. Um, so yeah, 
the um the story goes a little something like this. So I got a lineup for this event and a friend who needed somebody to fill this date and it was the Friday before Christmas. So it was going to be one of those things where it's either going to be super slammed or probably not busy at all. Um and the the lineup I had was great. It, it wasn't our main guys, but I had a, a sub bassist that has played with us before and is super I wouldn't even say he's competent like he's amazing and he can sing and so i was feeling pretty good about it we got a a song list put together you know a nice mix of all the things that we um we normally play um showed up and uh it was it was practically empty and you know we had done our best to promote the show i had sent out 200 plus personal invites and i know some of the other guys did as well and the agent who um you know booked us in the venue shared some stuff also um but we only had about four or five days to prep for this. So, uh, came in and it was, uh, it was kind of sparse. And, uh, as we set up, less people came in. So by the time we started, we were playing to probably less than 20 people. And I mean, that's kind of disappointing and, uh, demoralizing to a degree. Yes. Uh, but we did our best to, uh, to stick with it. Were they into it at least? Um, yeah. I mean, we had some, we had people up front, you know, that were, kind of bobbing their heads and singing along. And, um, you know, we had a tip jar out front and money was coming in, you know, for what it was. Um, we had, uh, somebody come up and ask for a song that wasn't on our list and we, um, we did our best to accommodate it. Um, and like, we just made the most of the situation, which, you know, the, the idea of that gig was that, um, this was just to kind of pull the bandaid off. This is the first time this band is playing. And, um, we can just say that we played this because it was a big deal for me um, to get all of three of these bands out playing shows before the end of the year. And so that felt like a victory in getting it done, uh, even if the show itself was kind of a letdown um, for us. Uh, I felt like we played pretty well. And um, even with the light attendance, we handed out some business cards and um, talked to people after the show. And, you know, we, like I said, we, make the, we made the most of a, of a situation that wasn't, that was less than great. Um, so, Packed up, went home, didn't really think much of it. And then I think it was maybe, I don't know if it was Christmas, even maybe right after Christmas. um, The guy who booked the show sent me a text exchange he had with the owner of the bar. And the bar owner basically threw us under the bus to the agent by saying, oh, you know, they didn't do very well and people didn't like them. They didn't think they were any good. Um, and, And it was just kind of... It was a number of things. I, I I understand why he would have been disappointed because I think the point of this operation of bringing bands in, this is still relatively new for them, was to bring people and patrons into that bar. Um, it's not very easy. It's not easy to find. It's kind of tucked away in a in a complex, and um, I think they're just trying to drive traffic to it. And because they had a bad night, he was kind of using our you know, us as the reason why they had a bad night. When in reality, it was just that nobody showed up to the restaurant to begin with. And, um, we were just kind of the, uh, the icing on a very bad cake, I guess. (laughs) So, yeah, um, the, this is where things kind of, you know, broke down for me uh, to a degree because, um, you know, we've had a pretty good year and, um, doing a lot of shows and feeling pretty good about things and where things are going and to have somebody, you know, criticize my, you know, my project and, and the hard work that I put into it, uh, didn't feel good. And, um, so as good as I have been about operating from an abundance mindset and trying to kind of keep things positive, this one, this hurt, it hurt pretty bad. Um, and I was trying not to dwell on it, but it is one of the, you know, we, we are still in a situation that it doesn't matter how many years you've done it how many gigs you've done, how much money you've pulled in or whatever. Every, every once in a while, you know, you're still going to deal with these kinds of things and your, uh, ability to bounce back from them, uh, and your ability to kind of brush those things off are, are going to be, um, are going to be tools that you're going to need in order to continue on and to succeed in this business. Because 
it is cutthroat. It is rough. Yeah. And, you know, no amount of the sort of intellectual understanding that, um, that communication <laughs> didn't really reflect the real situation. Sure. Um, changes the emotional response you have to it. Right. Right. Um, you know, I feel that way every time, every time there's, um, I don't know, every now and then I'll see a, I'll see a, a band in our market have a date at a venue that I'd like to play at. And I have that pang of like, well, you know, what do they got that I don't, or, um, you know, or I talked to that, the booker there and he never got back to me. And, you know, I called four times and you know, you know, who, who does this guy know that, you know, I have that same sort of, the same sort of like, not really who I want to be in the world sort of reaction about that. Sure. Uh, and I, I think the 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 big takeaway, and these are all the things that you see kind of in retrospect. I think knowing what I know now and knowing what they, the venue was looking for, we shouldn't have probably taken the date. You know, I was looking at this objectively as an opportunity because it's kind of a low, you know, it was a low pay, kind of low risk kind of situation because my assumption was, all right, well, they're not charging a bunch of money. More than likely, they'll have a built-in crowd, and this will be a way for us to play in front of a group of people and kind of get our name out. What the what the bar was assuming was that we were going to bring people to their, you know, to their place and make them fans of the bar. Right. And because this is a new, you know, this was a band's first show. Um, we don't have a following per se. We don't have the clientele that the bar was counting on for us to bring. And they didn't have a built-in crowd for us to play to. So um, it was two parties kind of making assumptions about the other that didn't pan out. Right. The, the thing that I took issue with was the fact that the, um, the bar owner chose to throw us under the bus to the person who booked us. They didn't need to do that. Um, they could have just said, you know, we had a bad night and it wasn't anybody's fault. It was, but instead he, he, he made, he wanted to make sure that, you know, the agent knew that he, who, he wasn't even there, but that, you know, oh, the band wasn't any good in, you know, when mathematically that's not possible because we, you know, there were three competent players on stage playing music that they had all played before and, you know, did so in a competent way. Sure. And, you know, so they, he talked to his one friend who he knew was there, who only likes country and, you know, the one, the, what he heard that friend say was they weren't good, you know? Right. So now he's got an opinion. He's got one data point that gives him an opinion. And now the, the, the upside of all this, of course, is that the booker turned around and exposed that conversation to you, right. which kind of tells us he's on your side about it. Sure. So but, there's that. And, and yeah. And I think the thing that makes it kind of tough is that like, even though he, you know, he did, he reached out and he made sure that, you know, the, the lines of communication were clear. Um, I still now feel a sense of hesitance when he's got available stuff to volunteer because, you know, I, I did something for him and, and, you know, his client wasn't happy. So that kind of adds a, a wrinkle to the relationship that, um, is kind of unfortunate. And, you know, I, I more than likely won't, reach out to him again in the near future for uh, gigs of that nature, which is kind of unfortunate because he has a lot of these low barrier gigs available because he, he books a lot of venues in the area and we could use gigs like that to kind of cut our teeth and, and get out there and kind of establish our name. Um, but because of this kind of weird situation, uh, it's kind of awkward and I, I feel less um, motivated to do so. Are you open to some advice about that? Sure. I mean, that I is think what we're here for, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, I, I, in my opinion, things are only awkward if you let them be. Sure. And, and, um, you know, it would be possible to reach out to him and say, look, you know, that night didn't go clearly the way that the client wanted. And you know, that no matter how well we think we played, that's never what we want. But, um, I just want to make sure that you know, just, you know, and you can even say to him, look, I'm noticing, like, I'm, I'm noticing I'm hesitant about reaching out to you. And, you know, I just want to make sure, uh, um, I, I understand where you're at about it. it. You know, if, if, um, you're cool with us continuing to work together or not, 
either way, I just sort of like to be in touch and be in communication about that. I, I think that's yeah. a perfectly valid conversation to have with them. Yeah, I think at some point I'll probably I'd like to schedule a sit down with him just exactly because of that particular thing. And and I think it would be beneficial to kind of say, you know, let's 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 talk about expectations. Like, what kind of stuff are you looking for? What are the things that we can provide? Because it could have been a number of things. And you know, this is I find that if I don't have all the information and I'm just going with what I assume, um, I don't always. I don't always, you know, knock it out of the park. Absolutely. And that, because, that is what's happening here. You're assuming how he feels about it and you're assuming, you know, you, you don't actually know anything. Right. So it, th- I've, I've found myself in this position a couple of times this year and it's, it's, uh, it's been humbling to say the least. And, um, you know, I probably need to do some retooling of a couple of things. You know, I've been in this, this decades thing for so long, um, that part has kind of been second nature. I don't really have to worry about those gigs because I already know what we need to play and I know what works. Um, you know, going back out and just doing just general stuff, Mm. um, probably needs to be, I probably just need a bit more information. I, I need to kind of get reacquainted, um, with the, you know, some of these venues and what, uh, comparable artists are playing. Uh, just, you know, doing some research. Listen to about that. Yeah. I mean, but you know, there, (laughs) There's some there's some uh, due diligence I can do on my end to um, to be a uh, a better vendor for him and to you know do better about providing what people are looking for in the area. Yeah, because I mean, th- again, this is this is all I have been out of this game for so long, doing you know restaurant gigs and and bars and stuff because we we've, we've been doing primarily just private events, right? Where you know, people are coming to us because they know the product and they want, they want our product. Yep. Where in, in this one, I'm trying to break new stuff out. And so there's going to be this kind of, um, there's going to be growing pains. There's going to be some adjustments. There's going to be some trial and error. Totally. And, um, you know, I was hoping that I could do that trial and error and not, <laughs> and not take anybody off, but you know, we're already one show out of the gate and, um, you know, kind of ran into it. So there'll be some, uh, some, decisions to be made and some stuff to, uh, to retool and kind of tweak. And, you know, we're just gonna have to figure it out. Yeah. 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 And you know, it's all good. I think, I think as long as you can, um, have that sort of thing happen and, um, take the learning from it and look to the future with that. Um, there's nothing to feel bad about. There's nothing to, there's nothing to beat yourself up about. Or, I mean, you, you know, you can always look back at it and say, Oh, we should have, or we failed to, you know, what did I not, you know, pick up on, or did we really suck? Am I really, you know, that whole thing? Um, for sure. I've had that, you know, moment of like, am I really just a hack? Yeah. I, I think, I think imposter syndrome is one of those things that definitely kind of creeped in, uh, to my head. It's like, it, you know, am I actually good at this? Yeah. And I, I feel like, I feel like I, I know a thing or two about it. Um, <laughs> you talk like you do. I've never heard your bands I mean, actually, but you talk like you do. That's, it's funny you mentioned that. It's like, yeah, no. And, and, and it's one thing that's actually kind of, um, I've been considering or, or feel motivated to, uh, start posting videos on our channels of like actual totally performing. Yeah. Because I, I feel like it's pretty easy for somebody to be like, okay, so what are you doing? Um, so that's probably something that you'll be seeing uh, in the future from uh, from yeah. the channel for sure. Good. So, yeah, it's just, you know, I ate crow and um, I'll have to probably eat some more. But, uh, you know, I've got I've got Tums at home. So there you, be, go. there you go. It should be fine. There you go. You know, listen, if you're not if you're not uh, if you don't have a steady diet of crow in this business. Well, know. yeah, I. It, I would go even so far as to say, like, if you're not failing, you're not really winning. Yeah. Because you, I, I you know, I wish I, I enjoyed the process a bit more. <laughs> oh, nobody loves failing. I mean, not in the actual failing of it. Everybody loves it in theory. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I mean, the, I think the, the, the issue with this particular situation is I didn't, I don't know if I've learned anything because I don't, I still don't know what to do or what you know, what I could have done to improve the situation short of bringing 50 people with me. Right. Um, 
Right. And, you know, if that was the expectation, then you and the booker should have, you know, you you want to have a conversation to be in sync about that next time. Yep. And maybe have more than four days had, had, you know, leadway on it. Sure. You know, these being agile and being able to pick these dates up has been good. Sure. And I was able to, you know, to to say yes to some stuff because we did have availability. Um, but, you know, flying by the seat of your pants might work for some people. I just find that I, I function better when I, I am prepared and I know exactly what to expect. Um, and, you know, I think that is, that's a personality thing for me. Um, you know, I'm always going to do a better job if I, you know, have stuff, you know, prepared. Totally. I think from an anxiety standpoint, um, I need a base level of confidence in order to deliver a good product. Well, so. I'm pretty sure that it's not unique to you. I think, <laughs> you know, a lot, a lot of this is about getting your feet under you about what it's going to take and the, getting the experience to really know, and then getting good at that. Yeah. So yeah, fun, fun stuff. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's a thing to, you know, start, over from scratch, but yeah, well, that's I what think, you're doing. And yeah, I love yep. it. Actually, it's, it's if, if you can sort of take the crappiness out of it, it's actually really great. Yeah. No, I, I, this, this was an opportunity for, to learn some stuff and I'm, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a, I have a story. I mean, if, unless there's anything else to talk to about. No, I really would love to stop talking <laughs> let's about Let's move this. on. Good. Let's move on. So um, there is one thing that I brought up on the Facebook group this week, but you know what I was thinking before we did that, we should maybe take, take a moment and acknowledge the, the, the fine um, providers of uh, funding and content for this podcast. So uh, at our show this week, at Pig Pounder, we set up our two Chevy DJ lights. I have a, a four bar and a gig bar two. Yep. And I set them up in the back corners of the stage because there's enough kind of ambient lighting that we don't really need front wash so, so much in there. In a darker place, I do prefer to put the four bar out front shining kind of on our faces. Um, but, you know, you got to get enough angle up on it. And it comes with a stand that gets it high enough it can get above your eye line and not be totally blinding. So I've failed to use that properly in the past and it was irritating. But once I sorted out how that's meant to be done, I, it was really good. Um, at the end of our show, a guy who'd been there who had never seen us before came up and, Hey, you guys were great. And patted me on the back, whatever, and pointed at my gig bar too. And he said, I got to get me one of those. And I said, yeah, you do. It's from chauvetdj.com. That's C-H-A-U-V-E-T DJ.com. And it's called a gig bar too. And it's got, all kinds of blinking, blinking lights on it, including some lasers and some strobes and some moving motorized pieces. It's a really, it's a really shiny, fancy piece of kit. I said, Oh, are you, are you, do you perform? He said, no, I want it for my office. Right on. I said, your office. What do you do? He said, I'm an SEO. I'm a digital marketing guy. And my office is like crazy. I got lights and stuff. And and I said, ah, well, if you're going to get one of those, you also need to get one of these. And I showed him my, um, Chauvet, uh, hurricane hazer, which is what makes the shiny blinky lights really cool. Cause otherwise they're just putting spots on the wall, but with the hazer, they're shooting beams and it makes them very slinky and sexy. Um, so he got very excited about that and he, I uh, sent him off to go buy those. I told him, uh, locally he could probably get them at his guitar center, but he could certainly also do what I did and order them from, uh, Sweetwater. Um, anyway, I made one good convert to show DJ from a civilian, not a, not a musician guy. So it just shows, you know, your band looks great. No, pardon me. Sounds great. You'd think I hadn't heard it a dozen times. Your band sounds great, but how does it look? But you're also, your SEO is really great, but does it have enough shiny blinky lights around it? I mean, does it ever? I mean, I would think that a gig bar two would be plenty for SEO. <laughs> That's a, we should, we should reach out to our, our contact and we see if they're, if they're doing that kind of marketing. If they have like an, a, yeah, like a recommended setup for a digital marketing agency office. Well, and if they don't, you know, they might be able to reach out to that guy and, and, you know, make that happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the point is that those of you listening, you are way more in the target market for DJ, Chauvet DJ than this fellow was. So you should definitely, if you have not looked into lighting solutions for your performances, you really ought to. And Chauvet DJ, I'll tell you, is just, it's just the, the, the best game in town. I have really legitimately, when I was looking for these, I shopped it hard and, um, looked at some alternatives to Chauvet DJ and I just came right back to Chauvet DJ. It's just really the fact that they are, they are the winner in the market. So 
They set up, tear down fast, control in lots of different ways. They can do all sorts of different things. Very, very flexible and easy to deal with. And they pack right in my car, right along with the rest of my rig. So it's all very excellent. Fantastic. So there you have it. Go to chauvetdj.com, C-H-A-U-V-E-T-D-J.com to find out more about all that. And we're back. And we're back. See, we can change it up. We can. So, um, so, uh, this is, there's a thing I posted about on the, um, Facebook group and I was a little coy about my, my answer to it. Um, and the question was, here I am doing this karaoke stuff. And a couple of times I've had this phenomenon where somebody signs someone else up to sing. Mm. And, um, and then, so I, and I don't know that I get to where they are on the list and I call their name and all of a sudden I got a bunch of people who have all turned to look at some very startled human who, uh, whose name just got called. And then they all start chanting and cheering and encouraging. And this person's like stalling and resisting. And, and the whole show just grinds to a halt while this table has this little drama here. Um, and I said, all right, so what do you do? How do you handle it? Go. And I got some really good responses. Some were like, um, you know, give him a five count to sort it out and then move on. Um, some were like, do the song anyway and let them join in from their table, which I kind of liked. Um, some were like, if you sign up your friend and they don't want to, then you have to. Um, yeah, I'm, I like that. Do you? All right. Well, um, and I bring this up and it kind of goes hand in hand with your last, your last, um, you know, the topic from earlier in the, in this episode, because, um, um, in this one notable moment, um, I let my, uh, emotions about it, how I actually handle it. I'm not sure is great. Okay. <laughs> I'll put it like that. So I was already annoyed with this lady. She earlier in the night, um, somebody had been up singing who she didn't know some other person, um, not from her group. And she came up and did like a, Hey, look at me dance on stage behind this woman who was like doing well, but it was taking a lot for her to come up on stage. It's like, it's actually quite a, I'm learning that it's quite a thing for people to come up on stage and sing into a mic when they've never done that before. It's like, it really is a hurdle. And yeah, um, even really good singers come up and are very intimidated about it. And I make it as smooth as I can and as welcoming as I can and all that. But this woman was like nervous and singing fine. She was actually doing great. And then there's this like lady doing like a stupid dance behind her on stage. Um, and it's like, it just reeked of like someone else is getting attention. I must do something about that. You know, it was like, so uh, I was just immediately annoyed with this woman. And then while she was up on stage, she came over to my ear and said, call on Janet in my ear. Who's Janet? And I said, who's Janet? She said, Janet, call Janet up to the mic. And I said, okay, what are, what are we doing? She said, she's going to sing. I said, oh, there's a list. There's a line, a list. So right here, I missed my trick, right? She was trying to get somebody else to come up and I redirect rather than dealing with that. I mean, I'm in the middle of a song. I'm singing along with this woman. Like we're, we're working here. I got this woman tugging on my shoulder saying, sign up, Janet. And I redirected her to the list. I could have known at this point that this things were already off the rails. Yeah. Um, but I forgot all about it. I think she went away. She dealt with the list, went away. I was relieved. A couple songs later, I come to this name, Janet, which did not trigger any memory for me. <laughs> you had like completely I so forgotten. flushed this woman from my brain right and I call on Janet and the whole I've made up the name Janet by the way it's, it was not oh, okay that's fine I can't that's remember fine. her name um, and like this whole crew turns to this nice woman named Janet who's like what no I don't know uh uh-uh. and everybody start, and they all <laughs> led by my friend now in this group uh, they all start going Janet Janet Jan-, and Janet's like uh, uh, um and what I literally said, what I literally said was, wait, did you sign her up for this? And she said, yeah. I said, okay, we don't do that here. We don't do that. This is consensual karaoke only. We're not doing that. And I moved on to the next person on the list. So I kind of shut it down. I shut it down and I kind of shamed her a little bit um, in a way that I, I at the time felt was deserved. And at the, at this moment, I still feel deserved, but um, you know, <laughs> unless it's part of your brand, I would not say that the way of being called like pissy yeah. is consistent with good frontman behavior. Um, yeah, I think it kind of depends. Yeah, branding branding is kind of a, a big part of that. 
Um, and, and, you know, it's funny you talking about this now is kind of a, a callback to the thing that I was, I mentioned before, which was, you know, these people want to do live band karaoke at a brewery on New Year's Eve. Right. Um, that there are, um, there's, there's things to consider. There's thing there are factors that you need to take into account, uh, in order for these kinds of things to move smoothly, totally. even if it's just one person. Yep. Um, and so that could have been a situation where the, um, the event, the, the staff at the, um, at the establishment could have stepped in and said, okay, I think you've had your fun. You know, maybe it's time to call a, call an Uber or whatever. Um, so that, that, yeah, I don't know. You if know, it, I don't know if it was, I don't, it wasn't drunkenness exactly. It was just, it was just, um, probably well-meaning, just... you know, I think so-and-so should sing. Let's sign her up. And then by the way, it happened again last week and I didn't catch it until I was halfway into the song. I realized later that a mom had signed her daughter up to sing. Okay. So, Cause she's a really good singer. You got to hear her. She's really good. And so she came up and did uh, shallow with me. And I started out and she started singing. She was really good. She was doing the Gaga part really well. And then it got to the screamy part in the middle and she literally ran from the stage. Okay. <laughs> so I finished the song by myself. Um, but, you know, this is, this is now a thing. This is officially a thing. People signing up other people. And I don't know if I need to say something about it or if I just need to be more proactive about curtailing it when I see it happening. Um, but it just, it really doesn't work. It really doesn't work. It's, it's. Um, uh, and I need to find a graceful way to say, you know, we're here to celebrate musical self-expression and please don't try to express anybody else. Yeah. I think you can kind of, you could word it in a, um, in kind of a light, funny way throughout the night, you know, as you're kind of going through the list of people, um, that kind of sets the tone and kind of sets the expectation without it being, you know, like you were saying, you know, too pissy or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, the, 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 I, I feel like a broken record, but bringing up, uh, metal, some live band karaoke all the time. Um, but like that, that is a part of their branding. Like they have rules and if you don't follow the rules, like you're, they're just not going to do it. They're not, they're not going to put up with you. Mm. They will stop a song. They will tell you to walk off stage. If you know, you break one of their, you know, one of their rules. Like what? Um, so, uh, no guide, no guys doing girl songs. Um, that's not allowed. No, uh, no more than one person on stage at a time. Mm. Uh, can't do duets unless it's a specific, specifically a duet. Um, there's some others. Uh, no, no beers on stage. No, uh, there's, there's a bunch. And if you're, you know, if you're being a jerk, um, they just won't have you. And they've, they're, they're, they're very, you know, they're, they will, they, They'll kick people out. Yeah. Because they're in demand. And um, for every person who is down there acting like a jerk, there's 20 people waiting outside. Sure. Who just want to go in and have a good time. So, yeah. So that, but that's a part of their brand. So, yeah. I need to think about that. I need to think hard about that because I, I want to, um, a, a big part of this has to do with um, encouraging people who might be shy about it. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to be, you know, and it's not in demand the way the way that is. It's um, um, it's interesting. You know, it's, people engage with it plenty. It's it's got a following starting to happen. Sure, but, but it's not like I can you know be the soup Nazi about it. Um, well, and and you, and you don't really have to be. You know, like I said, that's a part of their brand, right? Like, sure, it's yeah. it's the this is our party, and if you don't like it, tough. You don't have to go. You don't have to you know be that hard line, but you can you can still enforce ground rules without you know being a jerk about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I also think I need some structures around how to make requests because, um, writing a song on my signup form that seems like it ought to be on my list without actually knowing whether it's on my list or not also doesn't work. Sure. Um, that, that has happened too. Well, I, and I, again, I think that's something that you could very lightly remind people it's like, there's so many things on the list. Yeah. You no, should... I do. Yeah. No, I, that, that one's all right. That, you know, um, but it's just in the same category of thing, like, um, you, you know, participant, I don't want to say misbehavior, but kind of misbehavior. Yeah. I mean, it's, you, you have to, 
you have to have like you know willing parties and as it's getting established you'll have um you'll have opportunities you know to do that in the future as you kind of gain um gain more more people yep and then what will what inevitably happens is that once something is established and people have taken ownership of it they will start enforcing things for you that's true like they'll tell people you know oh you can't do this and you can't do that that's or, true that's true so that's true i will say I think too, it's, this, this, it's a bit of awareness that's all yeah yeah and and there are some people who really um I've got some regulars at it who are just so great. And and many of them are really good singers. Um, there's one guy who, God love him. He's just, he's just, if the song is right in his range, he can sing it. But other than that, he can't. And he really needs, you know, me singing the melody along with him. And, yeah. um, but he's so enthusiastic. He's so into it. And he never shies from a challenge. He signs up for challenging stuff that he knows is going to be challenging for him just because it's fun. And um, I just love his whole spirit. It's so great. So great. And then I have some people who are like really good singers, but don't know it and are kind of shy and, you know, weird about it, but actually get to the mic and do really well. Um, one of whom told me she was going to be starting to listen to this podcast. So hi, Diane. Um, really good singer. Doesn't know it. Um, and then God, this last week I had a woman show up who just tore the place down. She did, uh, you ought to know. And just a couple other really good ones. And, um, and and with great energy, like great front person energy. And um, at the end of the night, I came to her and said, "All right, I need to know about your musical <laughs> background." And she said, "Well, I was a I was a music major here at UNC Greensboro." And I said, "Vocal performance?" She said, "Yeah." Like, okay, well, <laughs> that's how. Yeah. yeah. What are you What are you doing yeah, yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah. She's. I, she, well, she works at the hospital. I don't know what she does, but uh, but it's interesting not in music. And um, uh, yet, I don't know. Might be. Who knows? She. Um, um, if I was looking for a, a girl singer and it wasn't going to be Taylor from Cold Iron Ray, it would be somebody like her. She's yeah. killer. So, Very so cool. it's all, you know, it's all really fun. And, um, and then there are those moments where I want to choke a bitch and, um, ah, language <laughs> choke a human choke a not nice, inconsiderate person. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there is the mastery of my emotions that it takes, like right on the spot, on the balls of your feet, on the stage, you know, to keep your head and keep it light and keep it fun, keep everybody happy and keep everybody within the guardrails. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like, you know, there's going to be anomalies. There's you just there's no accounting for it because, you know, we we are in alcohol. Yeah. Uh, totally. Influenced business. Absolutely. So it's always going to be in play and um you're always going to have to account for that. Yep. Yep. But I like I said I don't think you um I don't think that's going to be a a lasting thing where people are going to be like, "Oh, I'm not going there because X Y and Z." Like as like, the gig matures it'll self Yeah. I mean, not only that, but like I don't even think that what you felt registered with anybody else. Yeah, probably not. Probably in not. In the place. Probably not. Yeah. And and that's saying a lot from a person who really does overanalyze most of what I do uh, to say that. <laughs> yeah, but I did this, so <laughs> you could probably analyze it accurately. Right. I, I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like in this particular instance, it's probably it's probably yeah. not as big of a deal in. Uh, out, yeah, and, uh, and from outside is, your ears, even, I would say. even within my ears, it was about a two second thing. Sure. You know, but I'm left with it. Like the next day, I'm like, ugh, that was such a crappy. You know, ugh. Yeah, I mean. I like I said I I think in the grand scheme of things no that's not a big kind deal. of low not, stakes not, not a big deal no yep. no yep well I hope that um us airing our neuroses uh is helpful <laughs> that's, to you that's the, that's the that's the episode title right there the airing of the neuroses you know we um we we're, we are the only reason why we have any sort of semblance of credibility is that we've started talking about this stuff about a year or so ago and um you know we're 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 in the same boat as every single one of you yep we're all on some crazy journey um and we'll i don't i don't know what there is and i don't know what <laughs> getting there is supposed to be right but i i hope that um hearing us you know fall on our faces and you know second guess ourselves is at least comfort yeah <laughs> For yeah, whatever you guys have going on. Everybody does it. 
No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll save our big triumphant, hey, it's the new year thing for next episode. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I think we can, um, we can leave with a few things. I think, um, you know, this, this calendar year has been, um, a year of great, uh, growth for us. Yes. Both, um, personally, professionally, and, you know, for this particular project, uh, I just ran the numbers and, um, this calendar year so far, uh, we are just over 23,000, uh, listens to, uh, just episodes from this year. Wow. 23,000. That's great. It's like 23,260 something. Okay. Um, and then, you know, by the time this one comes out, it'll probably, we may cross 27, um, or not 27, 24, yeah. or 23. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it's, it's weird to think about that. Um, you know, we've, we've had that many people want to, uh, to keep, keep tabs on us and, and the numbers keep coming up, which means that, um, you know, whatever we're saying is, is still resonating with you guys. You know, we were partly worried that, you know, we would run out of things to say, but it turns out that things keep going wrong. <laughs> yeah, stuff and, keeps happening. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's always fresh content stuff to talk about. Yep. And, uh, I, I still feel like is as large as our community has become, it, it really has the potential to be a lot more. And we are, you know, we are a, a, a force to be reckoned with in our industry. Um, as far as, you know, you know, there's more of us than there are, uh, professional guys who are doing this full time. And some of them, some of these guys are doing it full time and that's, yep. I'm not trying to, you know, do an us against them kind of situation, but you know, um, for, for those of us who are doing this in a, uh, hobbyist or uh, semi pro level, um, I feel like this, our network could be really, really large, but still well curated and, um, you know, supportive in all of the things that it has been up to this point. So, uh, looking into 2020, I'm optimistic that, um, our audience will continue to grow and that, um, we'll continue to provide different kinds of content for you guys that is helpful and, um, you know, try to be the wind in your sails, help you go further, faster and, you know, be successful because that's what we want. Exactly. So, uh, I say it every single week, uh, but I don't want it to ever feel like we, we don't acknowledge it or that it's it, we're cynical to it. We, we really are grateful for your support and for uh, reaching out and sending us messages and um, just contributing in the group. It, uh, it, it really is amazing to see the, um, the community that we've built just by trying something different and um, you know, being consistent. So uh, thank you guys again. Uh, and we will continue, you know, continue to try and uh, provide good stuff for you. So that being said, from Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 82. Have a great year? Yeah, decade. No, not yet. Ah. 2021. All right. See you, bye. Bye.